This podcast is brought to you by OnTrack Studio. Hello guys, welcome back to Drink More Water. My name's Riley. And I'm Sophie and we're so happy to be here. We are so happy to be back. We had a little intermittent break last week. Yeah. few reasons I feel, one, Sophie and I really could not for the life of us organize a time to just come mm. in and get it done, which no. that never happens to us really. It doesn't. We were trying, we'll be like Monday, Tuesday and every single day there just was a bit of a roadblock. There was a clash. So, so. it didn't happen for us, but there's a lot happening in the world at the moment and I think to start off, we just want to send our love to anyone in Ukraine, Russia that is listening to the podcast. We know our audience goes a lot bigger than Australia and it's definitely a lot into Europe. And I mean, I was, you know, I was thinking about this in the car and there's really not much we can say. I can't even imagine what you're mm-hmm. going through. Mm-hmm. And we are just, yeah, sending our love to anyone that is affected, family, friends, relatives, anything like that. Anyone who's just feeling the weight of everything that's going on in the world sending our love because it's heavy times at the moment yeah so heavy and I was also thinking about this like when I was falling asleep last night on the drive here but I'm almost because I'm conflicted whether to be talking about it a lot or I not agree. yeah and I was almost like look I don't think people in general should be going to social media and people on social media to be finding out things like I think people no. should just be staying up to date on the news and you know, talking to people in their lives. So that's kind of my stand, standpoint on it. We can definitely com- like provide some links in the show notes. Mm. Um, but yeah, basically, as Riley said, sending our love also to anyone affected by the floods right now yeah. in Southeast Queensland. Like luckily, we've been so incredibly lucky mm. to not be affected yeah. very much at all. And But I'm just seeing like videos of even like Brisbane City, oh. which is quite literally like a 20 minute drive from me. Mm. Like it's... it's- I can't even imagine it. Like, I'm just looking at being like, no, like, that's not where we are. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so, so sad. So, Mm -hmm. absolutely sending our love. We hope you're all safe. Yeah. And, yeah, just sending our love, really. Just wanted to start off with that. We did. It felt wrong to, like, not address it at all. Well, even last week, Sophie and I, technically speaking, in the second half, couldn't even really get to each other because of the floods. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, so there's a few reasons last week there was no episode, but wanted to start with that. Yeah. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Mm -hmm. We're so happy to be here. Mm -hmm. And today's a special episode. Is it? Yeah. First ep of the business Business series. series. (laughs) I was like, wait, what? It is? What's happening? (laughs) Business series. So we have been, I feel like, what's the word? Soft launch. Soft launching? We're pretty, it was pretty hard launch. Yeah, it was. pretty (laughs) Pretty hard launch of the old business series for a while now. And we mentioned it at the end of season two. So we're finally bringing it to you guys, which we're super excited about. Honestly, business is a huge passion for Soph and I. We are mm-hmm. both in different realms in business. Soph is more service-based, influencer-based. I am more coaching, service-style stuff. So it's really exciting. And we want mm-hmm. to dive, I guess, both into our separate journeys. You guys have asked so many questions over on Instagram. So we're going to do our absolute best to try and integrate and answer all of those questions in our own personal stories and then answer a few questions at the end that are relevant to both of our journeys. Mm-hmm. I feel like business is something that we could definitely talk about for hours so mm. I'm so excited to get into this series and I suppose we just want to like really get into the nitty-gritty like yeah talk the stuff that Bit of maybe, a tell-all yes mm. isn't really mentioned a lot like I just 
love talking about all this kind of stuff so much. I know you do too. So I feel like, yeah, getting into the nitty gritty, learning a lot about the behind the scenes that, because I know, you know, a few years ago before I was kind of where I am right now, I would have loved to listen to an episode like this. Yeah. Like actually talking about stuff that's just not talked Mm -hmm. about a lot. Money behind the scenes, setting everything up, starting a business, mm. yep. everything the, around it. All the the logistics of it and, you know, mindset plays such a yes. huge role in business as well. And we oh. had questions come up around that. So yes. I'm keen. Let's bring up the energy because this is going to be an amazing episode. And yeah, we're very excited to bring this to you. So, Soph, do you yes. want to take it away? Talk me through. Okay. Oh, I'm nervous. Talk me through day one. <laughs> Where did it all begin? One day or day one, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even really know where to start because when I think about my business, I more so think of like my actual brand that I've got now. Mm. However, when I actually think about it, my business started in 2017 when I started a YouTube channel. Yeah, which is kind of weird because that's never felt like a business per se to me Mm. um, because it was always just like a passion thing and I just loved filming and I loved editing. But I suppose, you know, that is where it started because that built me – I suppose like an audience and then people who bought my products and people who supported me and who kind of allowed brands to want to work with me and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I started back in 2017, just literally posting like vlogs and like random stuff. Didn't get paid from YouTube. I want to say for like two and a half years or something. Yeah. And I was posting every three days (sighs) or like sometimes every two days or something. So I was posting a lot, sometimes doing like videos every single day, like a lot. That is so tough. I mean, I'm once every eight months at this stage in the game, so I can totally understand how that is a huge effort. And for two and a half years. Yeah, it was yeah. It was just something that I was so in love with and passionate mm. about that when I was working like another job, like I would just be thinking about what I wanted to be doing so much that when I'd get home, I'd be filming, editing, like constantly be yeah. thinking of where I want to be and mm. then reversing those steps to figure out like, okay, well, I need to put in the work now. Yeah. So it was... It was great because it got Mm. me through working jobs I hated. Totally. So what did life look like for you then? So I just graduated school. I graduated like end of 17. End of 17? (laughs) End of 2017, that would be. That would be the one. (laughs) Um, And I started my channel around then. So I was working in an ice cream shop. It was so quiet. I was working alone a lot of the time and just like – I would be there and obviously like other than the work I had to do there, there was so much downtime of just like waiting around for a customer to come in. Um, So I'd be like writing down YouTube ideas. I'd be writing down what I see for myself in five years, in 10 years, all that kind of thing. Like it was always, I was always just picturing where I wanted to be and then being like, okay, in order to get there, what steps do I need to do right now, this very second? And if that was, okay, go home after like an eight, nine, 10 hour shift and film that video, edit it and get it up tonight. Like that's what I'd be doing. And I mm. loved every second of it. Oh, when when like that. customers would walk in, I'd be like, oh, seriously, like I have to like stop journaling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you interrupted my manifesting. Oh, anyway, be right back. <laughs> yeah. And then I slowly started to get paid from YouTube. It was not a lot at first, maybe like a couple hundred a month. But at the time, that was just like everything because I was like, I'm earning money doing something that I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but definitely not a wage you could live off at that stage. Oh, absolutely not. And I was putting everything just into savings. So I was like, there's no point like trying to like live off this because it was barely Mm -hmm. enough to like buy food. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Then we moved out. And I got another job working five days a week at a coffee shop kind of thing Mm -hmm. that was hectic in the city. Um, Same thing though. Like I I just saw it as 
a means to get by right now, like pay my rent, pay my food, Mm. you know, kind of like get the money I need. And then all I was thinking about was YouTube and, you know, like, yeah, again, building that into something that could Mm. be potentially a business, which I think is also very interesting because I came into YouTube when it was almost a job, like kind of a job. Do you know what I mean? Like I grew up a lot of my life watching YouTubers who at first didn't actually know it could be a job. And mm. then it started to be, obviously become this huge business. It was like the era of influencers making yes. a full-time income off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, off so as much as I started it because I loved making videos, in, in my mind, I was just like, I know that this could potentially be a business and I know I would have to work hard for it. Um, but I did know it, obviously. And I think a lot of people who started their channels around that time did know that it could be potentially like a way to make money. Um, yeah. And that made me so excited because I was like, this is a way I could do something that I love and earn money from it. Mm. So I made the huge jump to, I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but to quit my job and to focus everything I've got into online. It had built up a little bit at this point. I think I was probably earning like a few thousand a month. Yeah. And what do you think your subscribers were at at that time? Oh, 30,000 or something, maybe 20,000. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I actually can't remember, Mm. but I think I was maybe earning like probably like 2000 a month and that was like a good month. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so like just enough to pay rent and food. Yeah. And I'd, I'd had savings because I was very smart with my money, like with jobs, because I knew yeah. that, you know, in order to make a business, a lot of the time you've got to spend money to make money. So I was like, I'm saving just so I always have something to fall back on. Um, and I was also making an ebook at the time. Yes. And the, the little ebook came. Oh, the little <laughs> ebook. So I started making that in 2019, I think, and it took me like over a year in the end. Um, but I released that like a month or two after I quit my job. And what was the ebook? Just so the ebook was a healthy recipe ebook called yeah. Oh That Glow, which is just kind of wow. weird because it just feels like a completely different like time in my life yeah. that like that was everything. Mm. Um, but I remember I was, I did Vlogmas that year. And was also like creating this ebook, like about to go out. And I was just like obsessed with it all, obsessed with the process. I loved it. And then, yeah, ebook went live on the 1st of 2020, like Jan 2020. Wow. Yes, right? Yeah, crazy. crazy. And that ebook did so much better than I ever dreamed it could Mm. do I had no like intention of how much I thought it would make or how many you know downloads it would get or anything and how did that happen for you how did that $15 ebook turn into you know over a hundred thousand dollars over the course of what 18 months yeah 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 um so basically I would put it all down to YouTube Mm mm-hmm I had worked a few years or a couple of years at this point building up these people who trusted me and wanted to hear what I had to say. Um, So then when I released something and I was saying like, this is all the food I eat, all the healthy recipes I love to make and blah, blah, blah. And they'd also been through the process of me making it Mm -hmm. that I think a lot of people wanted to support that, which honestly, like obviously felt the world and just Mm -hmm. like meant the world to me. Um, Yeah. It also, I promoted it in a video that did really well. Yes, that's what I was just about to say. Yes, mm. so I had my first, I don't even want to say like viral video, but like a video that did quite well. It went viral, uh, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it was quite strange because I'd never experienced anything like that and just getting like the influx of comments and <laughs> views, it was quite strange. Um, quite stressful, really. Quite <laughs> stressful. I was like, no, please stop. Um, but yeah, I was talking about the ebook in that video and it did really well. So then, yeah, 
that mm. brought in a lot of sales and I'm yeah. still quite shocked at how much the ebook has made me. Mm. Um, especially such an amazing way to make money because it's such a passive income. I did the yeah. work for a year and I'm still yeah. making money on it now when I'm not touching it. Yeah, it's an awesome way to have that residual income that comes in for sure. Mm-hmm. And for such a low ticket item or price – it's done so incredibly well, which is amazing. Oh, like it's almost just like a bit of laughable. Yeah, it's like how – because <laughs> like, I guess originally you could never have fathomed how well that would have done and it was never really the intention. It no. was sort of like, oh, I might make a few sales and this yeah. might, might you know, make me some extra money or passive income on the side. And I think mm-hmm. passive income itself is thrown around all the time. It's like everyone wants to have passive income. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a really good example of how much – like it made you a full-time wage mm-hmm. if more more yeah. so than a full-time wage so yeah it's huge yeah it's crazy and like you said like I wasn't setting out to make so much money off it I no. was quite literally I remember the reason I made it was because I was sharing recipes and videos and people were like can you write this down mm-hmm. I was like well why not make an ebook out of it and when the intention there is pure and it's not money driven things do so much better mm-hmm. and I think sometimes it's just recognizing yeah like when you are starting a business for anyone out there whether you're in service-based or you are um, more product you know based business that you need to have a passion for what it is that you're doing and the intent has to be natural mm-hmm. and pure I think because when it's not people can feel and, and read that and it doesn't Absolutely. deliver the way that you perhaps want it to mm-hmm. and even at the time I remember like a lot of friends and family saying like $15 like charge more charge more all that kind of thing but yeah. I remember at the time being like no like I want to charge what I would pay for an ebook yeah didn't and, feel aligned yeah exactly mm. and I was like I want people who just you know they might not be making very much money to be able to have a recipe ebook with so many I mean I'm tooting my own horn here but like of my favorite recipes like great recipes do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that was another thing that people appreciated mm. that I wasn't charging like crazy amounts for like a hundred yeah. recipes. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. I love it. I feel like that was such a pivotal time for you in your yeah, business as well. Huge. So once that happened, what did sort of, I guess, from the start of 2022, you know, now start of 2022, mm. yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of 2020 is going on there, <laughs> look like for you in the past two years in terms of growth? Because it's been massive. It has. Yeah. I really do feel like the beginning of 2020 was when things started to take off. Um, my YouTube, I felt like started to grow quite a bit too, um, which brought in more and more income in terms of that side of it. Um, So just quickly for anyone that doesn't know, explain that. Yep. So basically when someone watches your video, you get AdSense. So whatever ad plays, like if you watch the whole thing through, sometimes like pop-up ads, you Mm -hmm. make – tiny amounts of money like it's not a lot it could be like 10 cents 20 cents I was gonna say we should honestly find out and try and pop it below because I remember when mine hit over I think it's a a thousand hours oh yeah yeah watch time and a hundred a thousand subscribers I think it's something like that something like that you finally get paid and I think I got paid like 20 dollars I was like I've made it (laughs) (laughs) you do feel like that though as soon as you're getting paid from YouTube you're like YouTube is paying me yeah wow (laughs) Yeah. yeah so basically like the more views you get um the longer people watch of your video all of that kind of plays into it um you make more money off it basically so the more views you're getting the more money you're making. So as my channel did start to grow, I started to make more and more off AdSense, which was so exciting. Um, and then also the more you, I suppose, like grow on so- social media, brands then start reaching out to you too. 
And that's, I mean, I'm sure most of people would know now uh, how much, you know, influencer marketing is such a huge part of like brands marketing themselves and then influencers making money and everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of started happening. I remember like, I think, oh, I remember the first time I worked with a brand and they paid me like a hundred dollars for like a dedicated video. And I was like, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then yeah, slowly you kind of get to know, I remember the first person who told me, cause like, you don't know what to charge. Like I remember mm. being like, I have no idea what yeah. I'm worth. Like, and what that came up worth. quite a bit actually in the questions. Yeah. So knowing what to charge and yeah, go into that a little bit. Well, cause I obviously like, I said before, had no idea, like I had no one to talk to about it. And I remember my first friend in social media, her telling me when I like told her what I was charging, she was like, Sophie, like that's not okay. And I was like, really? And so then I started to talk, you know, I slowly started to make more and more friends in the industry. And you just like, I loved that so much because you all really help each other and build each other yeah. up. And I think, you know, it's hard. I mean, now I have a management who deals with everything, which is great because I it's it is hard putting a price on you and what you're worth Mm. um but I do remember talking to one of my friends who's in I suppose like influencer marketing and I remember saying like do you think influencers make too much money because it definitely like it's no secret that you know influencers it's a lot of money for the work that is put in exactly not that there's not a lot of work put in because there a hundred percent is like I don't think people even truly understand like you, you see a post and you think, oh, that's all you have to do. But no, it's a lot more than that. Mm. On the other side of that, totally agree. But also compared to the work you would have to do oh, to earn that in a normal job. A hundred percent. But there's still work exactly. involved to an extent. Absolutely. It's not as easy as like, oh my God, I got all this free stuff and I just have to post a photo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of behind the scenes and like contracts. The time for and- money yes. is where it's incredible. You're not trading time for money. And that's where I think a lot of people are like, oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. you're earning X amount for this when it doesn't take the time that it would perhaps take someone who is on shift work or works set hours to earn Mm -hmm. the same amount of income, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Mm. So when I asked my friend this, she was like, look, yeah, absolutely. Like influencers get paid a lot, but also the money that they bring into brands is tenfold of what they get paid. And that in itself is why mm-hmm. you charge what it seems excessive. It's like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe a brand's willing to pay X amount for, you know, X content. Mm-hmm. But if you're making them 10 times the amount, that is nothing for the brand in terms exactly. of marketing that they would spend otherwise on ads, ads billboards. Or 100%. Mm-hmm. It's gone of the days where that is what translates you know people buy from people now and even with decision made which we'll get to Mm -hmm. influencer marketing is going to help grow that so you've been on either end of that and it's really interesting for you to kind of go full circle and it's like all right how can I apply what I've done for years for brands to to my my business yeah exactly continue (laughs) (laughs) love this chat love this um no exactly but you know brands used to pay millions of dollars to market their things on billboards on tv ads and now that's changed yeah because i mean i know when when i watch tv or when i'm scrolling instagram and i see an ad you know or whatever like i mute the tv like i'm not watching yeah. that but if my favorite person on social media is talking about something i'm gonna listen yeah a hundred percent anyway yeah. that's that's a whole other mm. episode right there mm. um but yeah basically when everything started to go everything started to pick up and then kind of like mid last year so mid 2021 I started my own brand decision made Mm -hmm. and that was a huge learning curve for me because I mean as you said like I'd be doing the other side of things and now I was just like kind of 
almost I felt like I'd been thrown into the deep end but like I threw myself in do you know what I mean like I did that yeah. to myself yeah. um but it was amazing like mm. it is a whole nother world reaching out to manufacturers finding suppliers um you know setting up a shop dealing with customer service mm. like there's so many things like I can't even like name all of the things yeah when you were first starting out and that just relevant to questions that have been asked what was the idea behind it? How did you know that it was the right time and you wanted to start a more tangible business, if mm-hmm. you will? Um, and what were the first steps in that? I know mm-hmm. I just asked about five questions, but <laughs> what was the initial idea of like, yes, this is the next move for me and this is yeah. the step I want to take? So I always knew I wanted to own my own business. Like I just loved the idea of having a business that I felt really proud of that I had built up. And just like having products that I loved and selling to other people, if that makes sense. Because mm. I always like, I always had in my mind that I want to sell products that I want yeah, and that I can't find, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I always, I also knew that one day I probably won't want to do YouTube and I probably won't want to be posting on Instagram, you know, every day or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, so I do want something that maybe is a little bit more long-term. Like I might be 50 and probably, I mean, I could be weekly vlogging. You never know. <laughs> you just you never know. Just <laughs> never know. <laughs> But, you know, like I wanted to be realistic and be like, okay, like I want to open another pathway for me. It's also fun having like more than one thing you're working on at a time. Yeah. And I just wanted like a little bit of a change, something else to like Mm. dive into, learn because I had no idea what to do. Um, So I suppose that's how I kind of like dove into it. And I just kind of, I don't know, I've always been someone who's like, I get an idea and I'm doing it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's where we're both very similar. We just dive into things and it's like you work things out almost backwards. Yes. I've always done things (laughs) like that. If Chelsea's listening, my assistant, she's like, okay, cool. What's happening? Same with every business coach I've had. They're like, all right, cool. So you've done the thing before we discussed it. Yeah. But I think sometimes it is a really good way because we did get a lot of questions, especially in regards to source business as well about like, how do you start? What's the initial steps? But Mm -hmm. sometimes it really is about just jumping in and learning because we have no degrees in business Mm -mm. and for you, that's a whole nother realm. Like the marketing behind it, obviously, like you said, finding suppliers. So how did you sort of go about it in those initial stages Mm -hmm. once you were like, all right, this is happening? Yeah. So like you said, like I was already kind of there and I was like, okay, let's work backwards. How am I actually going to like make this? Yeah. Here's a logo. Now what? Yeah. (laughs) Literally. I'd already done like the mood board, like everything. I was like, cool, cool, cool. So like now we actually got to do it. So I guess first steps, you were like, got a mood for it. You knew what the brand itself was going to be and what it was about. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like I created a bit of like a Pinterest board and I was like, this is the general vibe. And I was like, hmm, names. Mm. So I was like trying to think there was a name that I loved. Turned out it was copyrighted or trademarked with a bunch of other like brands or like certain things. Like I loved this name, right? And it was okay for say a water bottle, but not a jumper because it had been trademarked for apparel. So you've got to think about all of that too. Um, So yeah, got the name and then Honestly, YouTube and Google was my best friend. Mm. Um, I was Googling how to find suppliers. I was like, you know, yeah. like a lot of people, yeah, generally ask, which is great. But I'm also like, there comes a point where I'm like, you've just got to like, mm. just find it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like Google, YouTube, even like making a website. I had no idea. So I was just like mm, Googling, God, no. YouTubing things, working out how to post, like working out how to print everything. Like it was just, it was a time to be alive. Yeah. Did you at any stage sort of go through, okay, cool. So I want to come out with a jumper. That's mm-hmm. my first product. Mm-hmm. The steps from there was 
obviously getting really clear on what had to be done Mm -hmm. for that launch and then sort of working backwards in terms of, okay, who's my supplier going to be? Okay. How am I going to get a website up and running? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like what's the content for my Instagram going to look like? All the logistics in terms of even sizing and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Would it be fair to say, and I think I'm talking on behalf of both of us, that you're never going to get it right initially. Oh, absolutely. But you... You can't let that stop you from starting mm-hmm. because if you do, you'll never start. There are so many things that I did last year in the business that I'm like, oh, yeah, I would right do that now, so you. differently now. Oh. But the, Even a week ago, way. you think back yes. to last week and you're like, wow, why did you do that? <laughs> but I'm so glad I did know, like I did go through that because I'm mm. like, like, I wouldn't know if it didn't happen. Yeah. So there's definitely so many mistakes I made, even just down to like sizing at first, you know, like yeah. I'm not a fashion designer. Like I don't know how to like make clothes, but I'm like trying to measure out and like work out sizing and then trying to design things and you know, then you get over the designs you made like three months ago, but it's still been six months since, you know, they're being made. Like it's a whole process. Um, But yeah, absolutely. There's so many things that I I look back and I'm just like, we'll do that differently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I love that because I'm sure what I'm doing right now, like next Mm -hmm. year, I'll be like, oh gosh, what was I doing? Yeah. Well, that's where growth happens. And another question that a lot of girls asked was, what in terms of savings did you need to have to start up your business? Mm -hmm. So one thing I once heard, and I've kind of stuck with it the whole time, is like in order to make money, you're going to have to realize you're going to have to spend money. Mm. That makes sense. I kind of said that. (laughs) I was kind of like, I know in order to, you know, I need to invest. So I saved up whatever amount it was. I can't even actually remember at this point um, because you've obviously got to like pay for the product. Um, Mm. So you've got to put like a deposit down first and then the whole thing when they're done, get them sent to you, um, pay people in order to set up like, you know, like get a lawyer to make sure your thing is trademarked and all that kind of thing. Um, So definitely, yeah, I had to like save up a little bit. Luckily, Mm. I had been saving. I feel like I've always been relatively good with my money um, in terms of like saving it. Like I don't just kind of like splash it everywhere. Exactly. Okay. Did you spend on your business originally? Because I think it's really important that, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you did quite a big drop yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. that's obviously another factor. Everyone will be different in terms of quantity of what they're wanting to sell. Yeah. What did you go for and what were the actual expenses originally, if you can remember roughly mm-hmm. between I you know, think, X and Y? I think roughly for like like the first drop I did and like some website things and setting up things and printers. There's a lot of moving and, parts. Yeah, yeah, heaps kind of involved in that I think it was roughly 10 grand yeah well there's shipping expenses there's packaging expenses Mm -hmm. website expenses stripe expenses yeah Shopify expenses PayPal PayPal yeah yeah so yeah that's probably very I would say standard yeah which is awesome and Mm -hmm. really cool for girls to know as well if you are thinking it's like okay well how much do I need to save give yourself a benchmark in a Mm -hmm. year's time do you want to be launching when's the yeah you know when's the um I guess like the launch date for you and what you're working towards and kind of work backwards from there and work out how much I need to be putting aside for this business and Mm -hmm. you can start to get a little bit more serious about it too when you sort of have that figure of okay that's what I need definitely yeah and I bought I think it was like a thousand units at first Mm -hmm. um so like you can definitely absolutely order less if that hundred percent if that's what you're wanting but yeah that's kind of how it all started yeah I love it and now obviously decision made is well and truly up and running. You've just hired a PA. I have, yes. And my first what employee. made you, I mean, we actually had a question for both of us, so mm-hmm. I guess we can both answer this, but um, a few of you asked when to know 
when to outsource, I guess. Um, Yeah. And how to sort of navigate that. So I guess for me, I outsourced about a year ago, it would have been March, 2021 when I decided to get a VA on board. So I work with um, Chelsea and she lives in New South Wales. So we never see each other in person. And for me, I don't have a tangible business, so I don't necessarily need anyone with me, Mm -hmm. if you will. Everything can be done um, virtually. So for anyone who doesn't mm, know, VA is virtual virtual assistant. assistant. Yeah. (laughs) So not a personal, a virtual. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. A virtual assistant. And she has made the biggest difference to my life. Was I financially ready for that no Mm. but like so I've said before if you want the return you have to invest Mm -hmm. and sure I could have waited until I was ready but I probably would never have gotten to the place I was financially without the help of Chelsea yeah if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. in my mind I'm like you know what I've just moved out of home I'm not earning what I want to be earning you know long term but I am doing this and I'm going all in because I know where I want to be in three months time from now, six months time, a year's time, two years time. Mm -hmm. And for me, it just got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'd love to dive into email marketing. I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I'd love to get my website onto this other platform. I don't know how to do it. I would love someone to help me run the back end of this. I don't want to do it. And for me, business has to be fun. I've always stood by that. And I don't want to do the things that are not in my zone of genius for one. Mm-hmm. And also the things that I resent. Yeah. To me, that just sucks the fun out of life and business. And my business has to work for me and not against me. Mm-hmm. And I'm so huge on that. Like my biggest value in this world is freedom. Like mm-hmm. I, I just want all the freedom I can get in every sense of the word. And I got to a stage where I'm like, I don't feel free. And I actually feel so stuck with what to do next, how to move the needle. And that's when I was like, you know what? It's time. Mm-hmm. I think that does just, I don't know, like get up to a point where you're just like, there is like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. Or like, yeah, like you said, there was things that like, I'm like, this is just out of my realm. And I also don't have the time to spend the next three or four months trying to work out how to do it when I could outsource someone who is a genius at this to Mm -hmm. do it for me. So I think when you get to that point, it's so exciting. Like that's Uh such an exciting part of business. Absolutely. And I think also for anyone out there, a VA is a really good option initially because you know, you don't have to give them full-time hours. It is somewhere you're like, you know what? I just want five hours of work done a week. I just want eight hours of work done a week. So you can Mm -hmm. pay them for exactly the amount that you're willing to put into that as well. Um, Chelsea does quite a lot for me now compared to the beginning, but we've grown together in that sense as well. Mm -hmm. So she's been incredible. But yeah, like Sophie said, it's just really understanding where your time and energy is going. And if it is making, for me, I'm a coach. I want to be coaching. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be doing email marketing. I don't want to be dealing with the back end of some website. That's not where I want my energy to go. So Mm -hmm. it is a better transaction of energy for me to pay someone who's efficient in doing the thing. than wasting my time and energy when that should be going into my clients who are paying me to do what I do best. Mm -hmm. 1000%. I think for me as well, when I did start my business, as in like my brand, Mm -hmm. um, I was getting so anxious, like feeling tight chested every single day when I woke Mm -hmm. up. There was just so many things that like I was getting stressed and anxious about and I was like, I shouldn't or like I don't need this in my life when I could be outsourcing. And like you said, like for you, it's coaching. That's what you do Mm -hmm. best and that's what you want to be doing. For me, like my favorite thing is to be filming and editing and posting. Like that is what I started with and 
that is ultimately like where I think my true talent lies or like yeah. my creativity goes around. Well, even probably for decision made for you, you love the creative side, love not it. so much the logistics. Exactly. Like yeah. I, I want to be at the photo shoot. I want to be like yeah. organizing names for things, creating designs and, you know, like pre- planning products, all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to the, you know, all of the nitty gritty, the email marketing, packing, order. packing <laughs> and order, all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, mm. that's not where I, my expertise lies. And so, yeah, there was a point where I was just like, okay, now I can then focus. And now even like I've got an employee, um, my PA, and she's just incredible at doing everything that I need her to do while I can focus on the things that are going to benefit the brand anyway. Yeah. Um, I've also now got like a warehouse, which is really exciting. Um, so yeah, just outsourcing. I feel so good. I feel like I can grow the brand. I think there comes a point where in order to grow the brand, you need more. You need to outsource. You need more help. I yeah. quite physically couldn't order more stock and units because my house couldn't hold it so I needed the warehouse and I quite physically couldn't like reply to all of the customer service and dms and email marketing and everything so I you know hired someone to help me do that Mm -hmm. so you know like I've done this and yeah that's scary absolutely but I know that in order for my brand to be where I want it to be that is those are the steps that needed to be taken and what's scarier to me is staying stuck and not growing yes 1,000%. It's risk versus reward. Mm -hmm. Yes, it may be tough temporarily in terms of finances because typically that's the only reason that you would probably be scared to outsource. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's probably the the most common factor. Usually, But I was like, I don't care. I'm going to not save money. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe not live week to week. I always had savings, but I'm not going to be putting much money away for the next three months. Mm -hmm. But I know when this time comes and I have this launch and I level up into this – oh my God, that's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And another thing, like basically all the money I've earned through my business or all that I've earned through my brand, like has gone straight back into the brand. Like I've not taken yes. a cent of that. Yeah. Um, and even to beginning with, to begin with, with YouTube, that was exactly the same. Like, I think that's such a huge thing. People get excited when they have a good launch or anything and they go, cool, now I've got all this money. Mm. It's so important to then invest it back into the brand to yeah. then double it and double it and double it. Yeah. And overheads are, a big, I think sometimes you can think, you know, so and I can sit here and say, oh, we earn multiple six figures, but we don't take home multiple six figures. Yeah. It's not this like, you know, when you're a sole trader or a company or a business, the tax you pay for one, I mean, everyone pays tax. So yes. we're not, um, yeah, like we're no different in that terms, but like, no. yes, we can say we earn this, but that is, yeah, that is income. <laughs> overall it's not when you go okay well what did you pay your assistant for the year what did Mm -hmm. you pay in subscription fees what did you pay in overheads websites designers coaches yeah tax products products like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness so I never want anyone I guess to be under the illusion that's like oh my god these girls are just sitting here earning all this money and I have no shame in what I earn I am so proud of us both we have both started I mean you've just heard so story like we're no different to anyone listening. I think that's the biggest thing that I always want to ride home. Mm-hmm. We're no different. And even us, you know, having this conversation, it sometimes does feel out of body because it's like, wow, we really did it. Yeah. And we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting there once, like Sarah have said, working a normal job, visualizing this life, working hard in times where you weren't actually getting paid for two and a half years. Mm-hmm. It's huge. So you can look at the end result and I know it's so easy to get stuck comparing to like, oh my God, but that person's here. How could I ever get there? But 
there's this whole process, you know, prior to that point and it doesn't come without a lot of tears, a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of money spent. Mm-hmm. I always want to ride that home. Like the money I've spent in coaching courses myself, like yep. so much in the last year, mm-hmm. easily 50, 60 K. Yeah. Easily. Just wild. Yeah. Well, there's, we've definitely spoken about this before, but there's been moments where Riley has invested in coaching that even like, I mean, I've just been like, <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. I think <laughs> we were sitting across from each other, like eating something at a cafe. And I was just like, like, really? You're like, you want to do this? Like, and you were like, real. yeah. And I was like, okay, mm. let her go. <laughs> let her go. <laughs> let her go. <laughs> and now I look at it, I'm like, holy shit. I can't mm. imagine like where you'd be if you hadn't done, have done that. Oh, I know exactly where I'd be. And it's the same place. Same place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Trading so much time for money, feeling so exhausted, not in love with my business, not mm-hmm. taking any risks. Oh, I would it was the best thing you ever did. Best thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Ever done. Mm-hmm. I love it. Wow. So getting into you. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Get ready. Yes. Tell us mm. kind of how it all started for you. Yeah. So I guess we'll start grade 11, 12. I always knew what industry I guess I wanted to be in because I feel like a lot of the time it's like, how did you know you wanted to be a PT? Mm-hmm. I can't really say that I did know. My plan was always, I'm going to get my cert three and four in high school because when I go to uni, when I graduate and do what you're you know, supposed, in to, do. supposed to do, mm-hmm. I'm going to PT on the side and earn a good, you know, um, Good what wage. do you call it? Like a part-time wage. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what's what's the work when you're not working full-time? Part-time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was always the plan. And then when I, you know, I did a traineeship during grade 11, 12, I got my certs done in PT. So I was qualified as a PT when I graduated high school. So, mm-hmm. so glad I did that because I think it just put me, you know, a year ahead in terms of where I could have been if I was like, you know, when I graduated now, I want to be a PT. It was nice to be like, I am a PT. Am. So that mm-hmm. was really good. And I love doing that as a traineeship as well. I got into uni for occupational therapy day before uni, had a bit of a freak out because I knew, I knew in my soul it wasn't aligned. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to do it, but you keep everyone around you happy and you do what you think you're supposed to do because teachers, parents, principals, grandparents, everyone thinks like that's the pathway that you should take to be quote unquote successful. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, that's, that's how I earn six figures. That's how I build my career. That's the sacrifice I need to make and it's going to take me four years and it's going to take me a huge hex debt. And Mm -hmm. again, anyone that's in uni, there's so like, that is the path for so many incredible careers. And if that's what you want to do, I love that. Like Mm -hmm. go and get it. But for me, I just knew it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Yeah, I went anyway, swapped to sports science and I literally spent every single lecture (laughs) planning my business. (laughs) So it didn't take much in. I think I failed my first subject, which was stunning. And I was like, "Mm, maybe this is a good tell sign that I'm not supposed to be here. So I think I lasted maybe, look, the week after the week that you have to drop out and not pay is how long I lasted. So I did pay for the semester I didn't attend, but that's Mm -hmm. okay. Stunning. And that's when my mum and dad had a little kind of like shed Airbnb, but like an empty Airbnb out the back of our home. And I said to them, mom, dad, (laughs) hey guys, could I please use this space and start my own PT? And they were like, okay, they were pretty disappointed that I didn't, you know, continue with uni. And the option always was you work full time or you go to uni. Mm -hmm. That was the rules. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, all right, so if I'm doing this, like I'm making it happen and I'm working full time and 
that to me was so motivating because I'm like, my business has to be a full-time income and it has to give me full-time hours and I'm going to make that happen Mm -hmm. because I am never going back to uni. (laughs) I was so adamant on it. It was not the place for me. And that's when I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this happen. I loved health and fitness. I love PTing. And I thought, wow, I may as well start PTing. I know girls that are interested. Mm -hmm. Why not? So that's what I did. And I guess initially it's so scary, right? I'm this young girl. I just turned 18. Who am I to have my own business in my own space? No boss, doing my own thing, setting my own hours, booking clients, meeting clients, consults. It's overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it's scary because again, like a lot of girls were older than me, some were younger than me, but it's a very scary place to be in. But I knew that I could do it. And I think Ultimately, you have to have that self-belief that you were going to make it work. Mm -hmm. It was never an option for me to not make it work. So I went in with the intent of this is going to be my full-time income. I'm going to be self-employed ASAP Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to make it happen for myself. Mm -hmm. So when in started booking clients, by no means was I killing it to begin with financially. For example, I maybe had, you know, four or five clients in the first two months and then maybe Mm. another two joined and then maybe one would go or one might come for two sessions and then they drop out so naturally you go through this period of like oh am I doing the right thing am I not doing the right thing clients coming and going I've got you know four or five that have been there since the beginning and Mm -hmm. that is the nature of PT I guess as well it was early mornings I was working really hard behind the scenes to grow I guess the back end and be like, all right, I want to grow my socials a little bit. Never with any intention of doing influencer work. That was never, I guess, just what I saw for myself. I thought I want to grow this page because I want to yeah, get clients clients, essentially. Mm -hmm. And I knew that eventually I'd want to do online and in-person PT. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool, can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Fast forward six months, it got to around June of that year and then my local F45 offered me a job and I was like, amazing, that's perfect because I was really only working mornings at that stage and I could take afternoon shifts. So I was like, awesome, mum and dad, I'm working full-time. Like I've done it, not self-employed yet, but I'm working full-time. So that was amazing and I worked there for, it would have been a good six months in 2019. So I graduated a year after so in 2018. So this Mm -hmm. was my 2019 year. So Mm -hmm. I was doing F45, I was working for myself, my social started to grow and I was probably earning roughly just, I think it's good to give ballpark figures Mm -hmm. in terms of timeline. Initially in my business, three to 500 a week, I would say for the first six months, maybe built up to like 650 or something like that on a good week. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is epic. I'm doing it. And then F45 as well, probably more like your 800 to a thousand. Mind you, I'm up at four in the morning. I worked till like 10 o'clock. I would go train for an hour myself. I would come home, have lunch, do like two hours of computer work, trying to create content, start online stuff. Like I'm it's just so constant. Mm-hmm. I'd go off to F45. I would work a five, six hour shift. I'd get home at like eight o'clock at night, shower, bed, do it all again, five days a week. Mm-hmm. So I was a working a lot, right? Yeah. And earning, yeah, eight to a thousand. But I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is so cool. And I yeah. was saving literally every single cent I earned. My money mindset was so scarce. Like mm-hmm. I was not calling in money by any means. And energetically so poor now I think back to it and I remember mum being like because I was living at home at the stage can you run down to the shops and buy apples I'm like you want me to buy apples for the family like I, how am I going to spend ten dollars on everyone else you know what I'm saying yeah, so yeah. that's sort of where I was at in terms of 
yeah, my mindset around money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was paying rent and stuff like that to mum and dad as well. But come the end of 2019, 2020 started, lo and behold, lockdowns. lockdown happened. Yep. So I kind of soft launch, if you will, my online business in November of that first year of business in 2019. Okay. So I had, I think, two online clients and mm-hmm. it was very much like, I'm just going to see what this looks like. I'm going to do a call with them every single week and I'm yep. just going to create these programs because potentially I could sell these, you know, passive programs. And it was all just very slow, no launch, no anything. Like I'm just going to, you know, dip a toe in the water and like yes. see what happens essentially. Yeah. Um, I used to invoice clients, this is important to note, at the end of every single week. So I'd sit down on a Friday and like hand write invoices and like email separate invoices to maybe like 20 clients at that Mm. stage face-to-face. Yeah. Wild. Like just so, hello, zero. Like, are you kidding? So just so time consuming. So when Soph and I talk on examples of things that you did that you're like, oh my God, as if I was doing that. That's part of the process and you're yeah. not expected to be where you're going to be in five years time. No. So go into it knowing like, yeah, I'm going to really mess stuff up and I'm going to waste time doing things, but also it's the way to learn. it is the way to learn. Yeah. A hundred percent. So COVID started and then I thought, okay, what, like, what am I really going to do? I, all my face to face clients are gone. That was around the March. Yep. So I thought I may as well really, you know, start online. I think I launched a four-week program or an eight-week program for lockdowns and I was like girls let's just train together I did Facebook lives three days a week this is when we started to become friends so it's 21st at that time and we a couple of friends and us drove down It would be vlogged. It would be somewhere. Oh, I we definitely could watched the vlog the other day. It. Yeah. It's my birthday vlog. It would be on a Facebook group somewhere still. Yeah. Like the actual workout. Yeah. Yeah. And on So's birthday, we did one of the live workouts because it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. Wednesday we were getting it done. We were getting it done. So, oh my God, like that time of my life is so interesting. I was charging, obviously COVID too. It was like one of those times where I'm like, I'm not charging a lot. Like this mm. is just to you know, open space for this. And it was all through the training up all online and then Mm -hmm. all in the Facebook group. So it almost just put my foot in the door to be like, Oh, okay. I'm kind of doing online now in a way, no check-ins, nothing like that. But I was, you know, I had a foot in the door and then I thought I've got 12 weeks of a lockdown. Why not write an (laughs) ebook? So I thought I'm going to write an ebook. And I was only talking to Chelsea about this this morning, actually in our meeting. And I said, the way that I wrote that ebook would have been the most time consuming thing I've ever done in my life. Like in terms of, I work completely backwards. I was like, what's the name? And oh, like, I think I just, did that too with mine. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm so proud and I love that ebook, but in terms of efficiency, I could have written it and, and just, you know, developed it so much faster yeah. than what I did, but literally took me 12 weeks and I got it done in its entirety. I, had never been so stressed in my whole life than those six months. Mm. The start of 2020, my skin was, do you remember that? Yeah, I do actually. Just horrible. I was so stressed. My cortisol, I can't even imagine. Through the roof. Mm. Earning, yeah, definitely the least amount I'd ever earned in my business so far. Obviously, Mm. F45 stopped as well. Mm. Wasn't stressed. You know, I was living at home. It's all good. Um, Maybe turning over four to... 600 a week mm-hmm. in COVID, you know, in the lockdowns. Then I launched my ebook and that went really well. Um, yeah, just ticking along. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, mm. I've just got this income ticking along. I maybe had 4,000 followers, 5,000. Yeah. Okay. 
potentially less to be honest I feel like it was around that but I yep. can't quite remember at that time mm-hmm. and then once everything started to open up again that's when I was like all right looks like I really am sort of moving online with this and I'm still doing my face-to-face PT so face-to-face still looked um, you know very normal in terms of the mornings and then I was obviously doing online and I started my 12-week reset so that's when I started taking online clients. I would take them on intakes every 12 weeks, which is now like so random that I did that as well and didn't stagger start clients. So that's just a little side note um, and was undercharging so much mm-hmm. now that I reflect on it just in terms of, yeah, what I was delivering for what I was charging. Again, adore those clients, no regrets. It's just a reflection of, okay, cool. Like that's you know, what was happening. And at that, at that time, time, like in terms of finding rates, rates, mm. what you were charging, mm. like how did you kind of get that ballpark? Well, I think I didn't. And okay. moving online, I had no idea what to charge. I'm like, what do people charge working online? It's mm-hmm. a whole new, you know, it's a whole new realm. It's face-to-face. It's very much that time for money. So it's like an hour session is this or three yes. a week is this or mm-hmm. two a week is this. So for moving online, I was like, okay, well, we've got, you know, a half an hour check-in call a week. I check in with them on a Monday. I have a program for them. I do their nutrition. What should that be a week? Mm-hmm. What I was charging was so underpriced considering what I was giving. Yeah. Um, yeah, but stuck with that for literally a year. So from mid-2020 to mid-2021, that's mm-hmm. what I was doing. Start of 2021, end of 2020, I just knew energetically, I'm like, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just coasting at this stage. Yeah, Like I've got clients, I've done really well to build this business that I have yep. with nothing, like no idea straight out of school. Mm-hmm. Guys, I didn't even have a website for about... I'm going to say two years. Did not have a website. Yeah. Okay. So it was yeah. all of your clients finding you through your Instagram? Yeah. Instagram entirely. I never okay. got a client outside of Instagram. Wow. No podcast at that stage. Yeah. Had a Facebook page, no Facebook group. Um, so it was, yeah, solely Instagram. And I did really well off that, to be mm-hmm. honest. I always had clients, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then end of 2020, I just thought I need something else. And that's when I thought, okay. I think it's time for a business coach. And I literally searched business coach on Instagram, Mm. scrolled through like 20, 30 business coaches and thought, yeah, this is the one I want. Mm. And I jumped on a call. I applied. I was like, what am I doing? I don't spend money. Remember, like I know I had so much saved, to be honest, because yes, I wasn't earning a lot, but I saved every Every single cent for two years that I earned. So I was very, I was so proud of that too. I'm like, oh my God, I've got all this money. Um, and yeah, I got on this call and she was like, okay, so it's going to be $6,000 for, I think it was a six month or even a three month container yeah. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh my goodness, I can't do that. But I signed up and then about two weeks later, I called her and I said, I can't do this. I actually can't afford it. Ra rah, rah, complete lies. I could afford it about you know 10 times over because I'd <laughs> saved so much money. Yeah. But to me, not having that money in my bank felt so like wrong. I had so much attachment to this money. Mm-hmm. And it felt so wrong and she pretty much just called me out of my own shit and said, okay, so you do have the money and you are going to commit to this investment that you promised two weeks ago mm. um, and I'm going to hold you to a really high standard than that. And I thought, shit, okay, like I'm, I'm doing it and I'm mm-hmm. paying this. I paid in full, got started on coaching and it just completely changed the way that one, I looked at money to the way I was 
currently structuring my business, what needed to shift within my business, mm-hmm. what needed to shift within me, more mm-hmm. importantly, because you are a reflection of your business. And especially when it comes to coaching, your clients are only going to grow as much as you're going to grow. And you can only take your business as far as you're willing to take yourself. Mm-hmm. And I never understood that in those first few years. I couldn't grasp that concept. I was, it wasn't even in my, my mind. And I think the first few years of a service or coaching-based business. It's very much about growing your platform. It is a lot of hustling. It is a lot of trading time for money. It's a lot of jumping on discovery calls, um, jumping on free calls. It's it's very heavily like you are trading a lot of time for money. Mm -hmm. But I knew I was at that stage where something needed to shift and doing that and investing the money was like, oh my goodness. And 6K to me was just like, why the fuck would I spend that on myself? Yeah. That is wild. Mm -hmm. So out of, like my whole nervous system was like, oh, like, what are you doing? It's also weird spending money on something that isn't in front of you. Oh, you're spending it on a person. Yeah. If you will. So one thing I also thought was, how do I ever expect anyone to invest in me as a coach if I can't invest in a coach? Mm, yeah. Right? That actually makes no sense mm-hmm. and it won't come into my world. Yeah. I will not attract women that are in alignment with me and who want to work with me if I'm not willing to invest in me. It, yeah. It's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Three months later, I went on a business immersion with my business coach and she had a new container that she was setting out to and it was 15k you could either go on to a payment plan or pay in full and I just sat there and thought fuck it I'm paying in full and I walked up the back I paid in full and I drove home in silence for two and a half hours and I just thought to myself I cannot fucking believe I've just done that mm. so in the first two three months of 2021 I'd already spent 21k mm. on coaching yeah and how much would you say you were and i moved earning? out of home yeah how much were you earning around that time like were you <sighs> a thousand bucks a week i reckon yeah which yeah. again like i was so stoked yeah. i'm like that's, that's phenomenal that's amazing like that's all i ever really wanted right and mm-hmm. i think we all have these goals in mind and i'm sure so if you're very like you know um similar in this sense what you grow up with, you're very much in alignment with your goals. So I watched my parents be successful. We always had a beautiful home. We always got everything that we wanted. I went on all the sports trips I wanted to go on. Never went without, I mm-hmm. would say. I had a very good upbringing. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I had a, a figure of what you earn a year. And I thought that is what success is. And yeah. that is what this lifestyle is. And that is what I want for myself. So mm-hmm. when I got to a stage where I was earning a thousand dollars a week, I thought, oh my God, I've made it. Like, yeah. this is exactly what I've wanted. Mm-hmm. It's all I need to be comfortable. And I'm so happy here. And I, I genuinely was, I was really, really happy. Um, and then when you realize, oh, I could earn more than that. Mm. And then you earn more and you go, oh, I could actually earn more than this. Mm-hmm. Then you get to that and it's, oh, I could triple that. Yeah. Then you get to that and it's like, oh, people are doubling this. Yeah. And it never finishes, but you have to, you have to go on that journey Mm. with that. There's, oh, this is a whole nother topic in itself. Um, But yeah, I I invested the 21K, I guess is the point where I'm up to. And that's when I knew my level of commitment to myself, my business, my growth was exponential Mm -hmm. you it's not comparable like think about it girls like if you buy an ebook what is your commitment level oh yeah a program a a course that's like you know 150 dollars you don't commit i can guarantee you didn't even watch it or you watched it once you didn't take notes you've never gone back to it Mm -hmm. 
right? And they all sit in our little iBooks on our phones. We've got about 20 of them and you've never even read it. Yeah. Right? You glanced over it, you did two weeks and you got bored. Mm-hmm. When you spend $21,000 on yourself, the level of commitment is so, so crazy. Huge. You will make sure you're successful. Yeah. You will make sure you triple your income. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee it mm-hmm. because you the, the energetic transaction between the two is so high and so aligned that you're going to make it happen. And that level of commitment is just next level. It's mm-hmm. You can't explain it. And I worked so hard to scale my business and set up programs and platforms that allowed me to literally... I think I quadrupled or tripled my pricing mm-hmm. and that felt so scary to me because I thought, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm doing this. But also in this time, I had done so many courses in terms of um, nutrition, pre and postnatal. I had done a mindset course. I'd had, you know, obviously coaching done and I'm like, I have grown as a human. I have so much more knowledge to give and my pricing has to match where I'm at in my business and currently it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel drained as fuck every week, mm-hmm. right? So drained, like emotionally, physically, mentally, all of the things. And then I launched my sixth month, which was the best thing I've ever done. That is so, like the girls in it know I bloody love that group. Like the six month mentorship is so, so good. Um, I also had a mentorship in that first six months of the year that was six grand so I actually spent nearly 30 okay <laughs> I'm remembering now. yes <laughs> nearly 30 yeah and yeah so launched a six month and that's when I went more into group coaching I limited my one-on-ones a little bit more and that's where I'm at essentially now so that got me to the end of 2021 mm-hmm. it is now 2022 mm-hmm. and I'm just feeling so excited like for the year ahead and so excited for myself and my own growth. And I feel like the last two months have been really strange in terms of self-discovery, shadow work. I've just been very dysregulated, I would say. And not in a, in a way that I, you know, it's been impacting my life greatly, but business-wise, it's just been very interesting to dive into. And I honestly just haven't felt called to be online the way I have in terms of being on YouTube and stuff. It just doesn't feel authentic when I know I'm going through my own stuff and that's where my energy is needed to go. So feeling so good about it. One-on-one coaching now, just so much to come this year. And again, I think I've already invested this year around 12 Okay, so far in the last coaching eight weeks (laughs) yeah yeah in coaching courses different things masterminds masterclasses I'm I feel like I'm never not doing something but that is also business and again like I can only take my business as far as I take myself so Mm -hmm. if I want to stop cool so can my business yeah but when you work with coaches at a high level and are charging a lot they're working with coaches that are even higher level and charging even more and then those coaches are working with coaches that are even higher level like charging 100k a year yeah if you get all that information, you know, it's Trickle literally down. trickling down into you. Mm-hmm. You're essentially working with coaches that are charging 100K a year and that is so crazy. But they're giving their clients so much growth and money is money. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's so fun. And I know that we both love that side of our business. But like we said, yeah, it's great. Like, you know, seeing our figures and seeing what we're earning and seeing our growth is so amazing. And Far out, you think back to day one when I'm asking mum and dad for $300 to buy equipment off Facebook Marketplace. Mm. Like, 
wow you know what I mean I'm so proud of myself and I'm so proud of you and everything that you've done um and I think it's just for anyone listening like it is so so possible and none of this is for us to gloat I think that's like bottom line like nothing is to gloat not at all it is just to show you what's possible Mm -hmm. and how good was it being back when you're starting seeing women and girls talk about this and thinking oh my god is that what is possible exactly exactly and you know, like Riley was saying before, like we are like, there's nothing special about us that has made this possible. Like we were the ones listening to podcasts like this going, wow, like that is, that that is even a glimpse of being possible Mm. is incredible. So like you said, like this, I don't want this to come off as like big headed or, you know, trying to make ourselves sound bigger than we are because we know, Yeah, but it's just exciting Mm. because when you are so aligned with what you're doing and love your business and love what you're doing, you want everyone around you to know that they could possibly have this too. Totally. And I think this is a really amazing situation for anyone listening. If you do feel a little bit like, oh my God, I can't believe what they're saying. I can't believe what they're sharing. Or you feel a little bit dysregulated with what we're actually talking about. Just check in with yourself because we all have a different perception, right? And Mm -hmm. the way that, you know, everyone will perceive this conversation, especially because we're talking a lot around money, will feel different based on everything that you've experienced, your beliefs, your programming in your life. So it's really interesting to be like, okay, am I projecting my feelings on what I'm hearing or people around me? based on what I've experienced. So just check in, see how you're feeling around this because it's totally normal to be like, oh my God, I can never have that. Mm. But I I remember hearing people say that and thinking, yeah, cool. But like you you, did. Yeah. And you do have it. So Mm -hmm. like you do, but you don't. No. And literally anyone at any age, it's never too late. It's never too soon. You just have to get started. Mm -hmm. And you do have to go through periods where it's tough and you're probably doing things wrong and you do feel really zapped of energy. I've had years of that arguably Mm -hmm. of being like I never want to have a business this way and it is a lot of risk and it's a lot of back and forth and it's a lot of growth but it's exciting gotta choose you yeah Mm. and yeah like I mean I feel like we both as people don't Mm. care about talking about money right no not like like in the slightest people have a lot of reservations about it so I hope this in itself almost like help bring up just the conversation because it's great it's great to be open about it I don't even know why it has this like taboo thing like Mm. I remember the first time Riley and I met we were talking about like (laughs) we did walking up Mount Cool and we were like so what do you want (laughs) yeah but it's just you know money really is and I think you know a lot of questions came in around money so that's sort of why we are emphasizing on a bit more yeah you know it is Money is energy and you're trading, you know, something has to be an energetic exchange. So whatever someone's paying me, they're paying me for my time and my energy, right? Mm-hmm. The same way I'm paying for, say, if one of those water bottles, like think about all the stuff that goes into that. That is the transaction, mm-hmm. right? It's an energetic transaction. Money will come back to you. I can guarantee it. And those sorts of investments are scary, but every single client of mine that has invested a lot of money, I know that it scared the shit out of them. I know Mm. how it's felt for me investing heaps of money. It is so scary. And when you're investing money back into yourself or into a business for Soph's um, situation, that is scary and you are taking a punt, right? It Mm -hmm. is huge because you're like, I actually don't know the outcome of this. Mm -hmm. And when you're investing money, you know, into coaching, for example, because it is only you, like you are the result, you are the outcome. Mm -hmm. A lot of us don't actually trust ourselves. No. 
and we lack a lot of self-integrity and a lot of self-trust. And I'd love to do an episode on this. And I yes. feel like we could <laughs> episode two of the yeah. business series. Yeah. <laughs> Go into it. But we lack that self-trust. So investing, you know, low to mid four figure range on ourselves feels so uncomfortable because it's like, I don't even know if I will show up and do the things that are required for me to get the result from this investment. And you know, a lot of us can't even set an alarm and actually honor it and wake up on time. Mm-hmm. So how could I make a four-figure investment and show up? Yeah. Right? It's tricky. And we've talked stack references before. And the same goes for starting a business. If you have evidence of things failing, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. Right? All your mind knows. Yeah. If you have evidence of not feeling worthy, not feeling enough, that is going to be projected onto whatever it is that you were trying to do. Mm-hmm. So... First of all, I think business-wise, like or someone asked, like, what's your biggest tip? Focus on you first. Get really clear on what it is that is holding you back from doing the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because that in itself is huge. And I think we're, I'm not going to say lucky, but we've always been very sure in ourselves in terms of knowing we'll be successful. Almost not giving ourselves the option, would you say? Yeah, definitely not. One of the questions that I did see was like, how did you, I suppose, get the confidence to, mm. you know, start a business and do all yeah. the things you're doing? And I think both of us just kind of was just like, well, that's just what's going to happen. Like there's no other option. It's a knowing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, when I first met, so little story time, I remember she was telling me about her income and obviously at that stage she was more progressed in you know, her business and influencing side of things than I was in my coaching. And I remember thinking, oh my God, how are you earning that? Yeah. Like how? Like talk me through it. That's fucking wild. Like I need to know how. And mm-hmm. now we're both earning well over what that was at that time. And ultimately what you said to me at that time was it's like, I just know. Mm. Like, I just trust that I'll be successful. I know that I'll be successful and like, it's just going to happen for me. And Mm -hmm. I feel like having that knowing and you know what, whether you believe it or not is a different thing, but you need to understand that you have to back yourself. If you're not going to back yourself, who's going to? Yeah, exactly. It's the whole thing of like, if you don't love yourself, how can you expect someone else to? Mm. If you're not going to back yourself, who's going to want to buy into a product you sell? Who's going to want to buy into your coaching? Anything like that. Totally. So interesting. And I think a question for both of us as well that came through a lot is how to sort of build your community, um, I guess, online, how to build your client base. And I feel like for me, the the word that comes up when I think of this is just like, you have to be authentic mm-hmm. Yeah, in every sense of the word. And that is so hard online. Mm-hmm. It is. And I think a lot of people don't think it is that hard. So hard. But yeah, being 100% authentically you online and opening yourself up to any comments, mm. any speculation, just anything. Anyone in your personal life can then see you yeah. being this vulnerable, authentic you. Yeah. It's fucking scary. Yeah. And I, I mean, anyone, pull up your Instagram, open the camera, flip it to you, go hands-free and try and talk to your camera and be 100% yourself yeah, and don't post it to your stories. Yeah. Like see what happens because it's so tricky. Yeah. Love podcasts for the reason that Soph and I are in a room right now and – I know that there's like potentially going to be 30,000 of you that are going to listen to this, but you're not in front of me. No, it's fine. (laughs) You know, and I do feel like we're really just talking to singular people when we 
like I feel like we're talking to you yes that's what it feels like so it is just really yeah working on that embodiment and showing up as the person you ultimately want to be and start to embody that six-figure version of yourself so if you were to think to yourself okay what does the six-figure earner multiple six figures, seven figure, whatever you envision for yourself. Mm-hmm. How does she act? Mm. What do her days look like? If she was working a part-time job, what would she do outside of that to make something happen for herself? Exactly. That changed my life when I was earning X amount. I thought, okay, what would this version of me do? Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. And visualizing yep. huge one. Like I wanted so much time freedom. I wanted my days to be exactly as I wanted them I wanted free days I wanted flexibility to go see my mom for lunch if I wanted to Mm -hmm. I knew exactly what I wanted and I visualized the shit out of that yep think about where you want to be in a few years five years what does that morning routine look like what does the day look like Mm -hmm. and start to implement even the smallest things into your everyday life yeah I also think it's so it would be so easy and I've definitely experienced this too you're listening and you're going oh there is so much to do to get to the point where I want to be absolutely but also a quote I heard I heard this ages ago and it's always kind of been in the back of my mind whenever I feel Mm. myself comparing to someone because comparison's also huge in business we could definitely talk a lot about that part two (laughs) (laughs) but do not and you cannot compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 30 40 50 like it's quite literally impossible and somehow we still find a way to do it Absolutely. And even for you and I, there's definitely been times where I guess we're both like talking and it's so easy to be like, oh, she's doing this or she's doing that. We're totally separate. Mm -hmm. And Soph's journey is not my journey. And I can honestly say that as friends, you and I, but also friends outside of us, the most supportive group of people I've ever been around. And Mm -hmm. what did mom, mom, she'll be listening, being like, Riley, it's this, but, um, you saw you saw with the eagles or you scrounged with the turkeys that's what mum used to say to me growing up and so you've done it you've really done it <laughs> shout out mum love it um but it's you very know, true you know the saying like you scrounge like yeah you scrounge with the turkeys or you saw with the eagles mm-hmm. or you are a result of the you know the top five people in your life or the five people you're around mm-hmm. there is so much to be said for proximity and environment i mm-hmm. can never like I couldn't talk about that for days as well, but your environment will have such a huge impact on who you are. So when you're embodying that version of yourself that is earning multiple six figures, isn't it is has the freedom, has the success, whatever that looks like for you, because success to me will look different for sorry, will look different for you. Mm-hmm. But when you can really start to understand what that is, who also is around you in that situation and start mm-hmm. to yeah, get clear on that. It's so yeah. So I saw this post on Instagram. I think Taylor actually shared it. Yeah. It was kind of like, what was it? I was just trying to find it. I couldn't Um, see it. I think it's actually on Lil's story right now. (laughs) But talk us through what landed. Basically, I think it was something like, if you don't, if you want to be sober. Okay. Here we are. (laughs) Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, Lil. (laughs) It says, if you want to be sober, you need sober friends. If you want a marriage, you need married friends. If you want a career, you need friends who work. Friends really do impact your choices. Everyone holds different values, conversations, and goals. Your sober ones create plans that don't involve drinking or drugs. Your married ones will have morals that guide you to choosing loyalty. Your career-driven ones will talk about growth opportunities and the next step. You really are who you hang out with. Make sure they're who you want to be because if you hang out with four, you'll become the fifth. Mm. I've just got chills. 
It's so true that yeah. when I attribute I attribute so much of where I am now to the friends that have surrounded me this entire time. Like a hundred and ten percent. I I'm gonna make the call. I do not think either of us would be anywhere near we would I, th- no, I just wouldn't. I know, <laughs> no. I know, I wouldn't. Have. Mm. And that starts like for me, that starts grade eleven. Yeah, which is just like if wild. you think back, I'm like, yeah, it's the choices you make, and mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a whole other side to things. Yeah. But what's your what's your one piece of advice if you could give just one overall anything tip trick? Oh, you really habit, got me there. Anything. I mean, I feel like we've talked about a lot of the ones that I think are the most important. Back yourself. Mm. Do the things that you see yourself, your goal self doing. Yeah. Remember to not mm. compare yourself to someone who has yep. been doing it for three, five, ten years more yep. than you. Yep. A hundred percent. Yeah. How I about love, you? Do you I have one? I do. I feel like it's knowing your worth, which I know people are going to be like, that's not business related, but you have to. You have to know your worth and – don't be afraid to invest in you or the business that you're you're wanting to go into because mm-hmm. it's huge. And you are ultimately the only thing in this life that really matters mm-hmm. to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you can't put money into you, you're not going to put money into anything. Mm-hmm. So important. And it's also knowing when you're standing in your own way. I mean, she said it here first and I think that's a good a good note to leave it on. Yes. How long yeah. has this been going for? Look, girls, guys, <laughs> anyone listening, our manager's like, all right, so two episodes today. We are not getting two episodes out today. <laughs> no, but not. we didn't do our highs and lows this week, but we will. Well, look, this look. is a business episode. Yeah. Stay tuned for next week. We just talk too much. Yes. It's a problem. But we recommendations. Do. Let's give them at least a recommendation. You go first. I mean, Sophie and I are dressed the exact same way. I'm just in a slightly shorter pant. <laughs> so, um, That's true. Like, I love these tops we're wearing. Yeah, me too. It's like a twist knitted... Little number? What do you call it? Boob Bando? Do you call them boob chips? Yeah, um, I feel like that's when you're little. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like a strapless. Yeah, strapless. strapless. Top, love top. that for us. Maybe we'll take a photo and post on this. Yeah, so go on, go on then. <laughs> um, Fine. Recommendations... Like journal, you, honestly, journal, okay. journal, journal, journal about yep. anything and everything. Mm-hmm. Just write as much as you can yep. down. Okay, I've got one. Yeah, read as much as you can. Oh, look at us. <laughs> journal, read. <laughs> I honestly think I said this a while too, a mm. while too, a while ago too. The more you read, the more you self reflect on yourself mm. and learn. Even if it's just like, oh, yeah. so many yeah. things. Just read. Yeah. read, read whatever, read and write. Yes. Because even journaling, same thing. You don't know what comes up until you know what comes up. Mm-hmm. Until you've written it and you're like, oh, <laughs> cool. That was in my brain. <laughs> oh, that was really stressing me out. Yeah, I love it. But oh, all right, we need to end this episode. Yeah, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> we really hope you enjoyed our mm. first business episode. We'd love some feedback too. Yes. If we missed anything, if you want us to elaborate on anything, I hope we covered, I guess, the groundwork to what. Yep. Happen for us and how And hearing everything that we've just spoken about, if there's any questions, anything that's come up, DM us on drink on the Drink More Water Instagram mm. because, as we said, we'd love to make this a series. Yeah. We can both obviously talk about it Absolutely. for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah, any deep, like, you know, get 
get dirty and get I'd deep, love any success stories out there if any of you girls have you know started a business and you were once in a place where you were scared to we would love to hear your journeys and actually yes. share them on the podcast I feel like that would be amazing for the next few episodes just mm-hmm. to yeah share stories because you've obviously heard ours but there'd be so many out there listening and there's so many girls that are yeah making moves or starting out or have an idea and we back you and we can't wait to see it even starting a thread in the Facebook group would be amazing as well yes all right we love you all so much we do thank you for being here thank you for just yeah honestly just supporting us if you've gotten to this point like (laughs) you're an og off to you (laughs) (laughs) no we love you girls honestly so much it's the best appreciate you all we will see you next week sending our love stay safe we love you all yeah just be kind humans and we will see you next week see you bye